with SBS Radio. Bulletin Kumanjai Walker inquest resumes after break of anniversary of the fatal shooting. Flood warnings issued across New South Wales and Victoria. And at least six people are dead and dozens injured in a suspected terror attack in Istanbul. The coronial inquest into the death of 19-year-old Kumanjai Walker resumes today after a week-long break. Proceedings paused to mark three years since Mr. Walker was shot dead by Constable Zakari Rolf in the town of Yuendumu, 300 kilometers northwest of Alice Springs. The inquest is expected to sit form informally in Yuendumu for two days, where the coroner and lawyers from each party will visit sites significant to the inquest and hear from community members. Witnesses will resume giving evidence to the coroner in Alice Springs later this week, with the court expected to hear evidence from Constable Rolf from Wednesday. Video footage obtained by the ABC Four Corners shows officers using a controversial restraining technique on children in Western Australia's Banksia Hill Youth Detention Facility. Body cam footage shows five officers restraining a juvenile detainee using the folding up technique where an officer twists the boy's legs until they are crossed behind him and then sits on them. The boy whose name has been withheld can be heard telling officers he can't breathe. The folding up technique has been banned in Queensland youth detention centres after a review found it posed a risk of suffocation and death. The Western Australian Department of Justice said in a statement that the technique was only authorised for officers to use as a last resort in the most extreme circumstances for as little time as possible where there is a safety risk to staff and other detainees. Heavy rain across parts of Victoria and New South Wales has led to dangerous flash flooding with many being told to evacuate. Some 100 emergency flood warnings are in place across New South Wales and some 80 warnings in Victoria. The New South Wales State Emergency Service has responded to 33 flood rescues and over 400 requests for help in the 24 hours to Monday morning. Tim Weybush from ACS Victoria has told the ABC people must not drive through flood waters. There's currently a watch and act out for Mount Martha and the Mornington communities where we've seen 40 to 50 mils in just a couple of hours this morning that's resulted in flash flooding, uh, 140 requests for assistance just in that area alone, 23 flood rescues in that area. So again, we can't emphasise enough this morning, if you come across water across the roads, do not attempt to drive through it. It may be the last decision you make. Thousands of homes and businesses in Adelaide could remain without power until well into Tuesday following a wild storm. SA Power says the storm was so powerful it caused more than 310 outages and about 500 power lines came down. It is seeking support from Interstate to help with the restoration of power. This man says the power cut cut out when a tree came down outside his home. They heard this crack and just come down and then the lights went out and then there's big ball of uh, uh, sparks and thought, oh my goodness. 
Early voting opens in Victoria today ahead of the state election on November the 26th. The state's electoral commission is preparing for more than 50% of the state's 4.4 million enrolled voters to cast their ballot before election day. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is hoping to be elected for a third term amid rising energy costs and an under-pressure hospital system. We've got a plan to bring back the State Electricity Commission and to replace those big companies with government-owned renewable energy, not for profit but for people, to put downward pressure on prices and to do the right thing for the planet. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese is heading to Bali for the G20 summit where anticipation is building for a potential meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. President Xi has already confirmed a planned meeting on the sidelines of the G20 with US President Joe Biden, but the question remains as to whether he will also grant Mr Albanese an audience. If a meeting between the two does go ahead, it will be the first time leaders of Australia and China have gathered for official bilateral talks in six years. When asked about Australia's relationship with China ahead of the summit, Mr Albanese had this to say. I've said repeatedly about the relationship with China that we should cooperate where we can and that dialogue is always a good thing. Six people have been killed and 81 others wounded after an explosion rocked a busy pedestrian street in central Istanbul. Istiklal Avenue in the Beyoglu district of Istanbul, Turkey's largest city, was crowded as usual at the weekend with shoppers, tourists and families. Turkish President Tayyip Recep Erdogan says the bomb attack smells like terrorism. Our nation should be sure that the perpetrators will be punished as they deserve by revealing all the elements in front of and behind the incident on Istiklal Street. He said investigations were ongoing by the police and the governor's office, including reviewing footage of the area. Turkish President, Vice President Fuat Oktay says the authorities are evaluating it as an act of terror, result of the detonation of a bomb by an attacker whom is considered to be a woman. In the United States, the Democrats have retained majority control of the Senate after claiming victory in the state of Nevada. Republican Jim Merchant, who helped organize candidates under the America First banner, lost his bid to become the state's top election official to Democrat Chris Aguilar. The result gives the Democrats 50 Senate seats with the Republicans only 49. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says now the real work begins. This is a very happy day. We won because the American people rejected the kinds of autocracy that the some the MAGA Republicans, a wing of that party, was talking about. Let me say that. We were on the edge of autocracy. And thank God the American people pulled us back in this election. The state of Georgia will hold a runoff election next month after neither candidate won an outright majority. At the COP27 Climate Summit, the government of Tuvalu has raised its concerns about climate change. A small Pacific island of 11,000 inhabitants, Tuvalu is threatened by sea levels rising to the point that the entire country could disappear.
Speaking on the sidelines of the COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh, Tuvalu's Minister of Finance, Seve Payenu, talked about the country's plan to preserve its existence. So we have a heritage project where a compilation of our rich culture and uniqueness, our identity, to advocate and promote for preservation of our cultural heritage. Then we will use that compilation to apply to become a member of the UNESCO Convention on Cultural Heritage. Mr. Payenu hopes that if the entire country is designated a heritage site, then he can seek an international settlement to preserve its sovereignty. Tuvalu's highest point is only four and a half meters above sea level, and the country hopes to keep its maritime zone even if the islands were to be submerged. Back home, pharmacists in New South Wales will now have the power to diagnose and prescribe some medications without a GP consult. The measure will be trialled for 12 months from today and will apply to medicines like birth control, antibiotics for urinary tract infections and skin condition treatments. The move has drawn criticism from the Australian Medical Association, but the state's health minister, Brad Hazard, has told the Nine Network the treatments are necessary. Anybody who's ever had a UTI, and it's mostly women, um, would know that uh, urinary tract infection is hellishly painful. If you have to wait a day, let alone six to eight weeks, Mm -hmm. to get the the antibiotic, that's just, it's actually, you can't, there's no justification for that. So the, the bottom line here is we will make sure it works, we'll do it safely, and of course it's under review, it's a pilot. I think uh, the GPs, uh, the organisations that represent them um, are speaking up, but I think they also need to just... uh, like a chill pill. And to sport, Samoa have become have made history as the first Tier 2 nation to make it to the Rugby League World Cup final after a golden point win over England at London's Emirates Stadium. With scores locked 20-20, Penrith centre Stephen Christon took a field goal from 30 metres out in extra time to land the match-winning play for the Pacific nation. Samoa, who came into the tournament ranked as the 8th nation in the world, will now take on Australia next Sunday in their first World Cup. Cup final. Samoan coach Matt Parrish says his team are an inspiration. Oh, I think the whole group's special. Like the, a lot of these Penrith boys coming off grand finals, uh, our captain, pe- people playing out of position, injuries, tough calls, never say die attitude, unbelievable. So proud. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a partly cloudy day, top of 97, Perth, sunny 26, Adelaide, showers easing 18, Melbourne, showers 20, Hobart, showers 17, Albury-Wodonga, cloudy day 18, Canberra, rain easing 19 degrees, Wollongong, a shower or two, then sunny, top of 27, Sydney, similar forecast and a top of 30 degrees, Newcastle, showers easing 31, Brisbane, partly cloudy 31, Townsville, partly cloudy 30 degrees, Cairns, similar conditions and a top of 32, Alice Springs, a sunny day ahead, 29 degrees, Darwin, a shower of 2 and 33, and the Torres Strait Islands, a partly cloudy day and a top of 32 degrees, and that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.